Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and thank you for joining me for Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. And one of my favorite organizations is A Precious Child, located here in the Denver metro area. And Courtney Wickbird, the Chief Communications Officer, with us this morning. Good morning, Courtney. Morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, always love talking with you. Uh, Tell folks a little bit about A Precious Child and what you do. So Precious Child is a nonprofit that provides opportunities and resources to children and families in need. Um, And we do that through 10 programs, but we're looking to provide those basic essentials to families that are struggling right now, whether that's clothing, coats, shoes. And then we also help families prepare for back to school with uh, backpacks and school supplies. And we also have scholarship programs to help them with sports, arts, and education. And right now we're gearing up for our Precious Gift Holiday Program to ensure that more than 13,000 children that are in need right now um, are provided with holiday gifts this season. Before we talk about COVID and maybe how that has affected things at A Precious Child, tell me a little bit about this Christmas program and how it works. Yeah, so we work with more than 500 agency partners year-round, and that can be anyone from Health and Human Services to shelters to other nonprofits. And so we work with a handful of those agency partners for our holiday program, and they refer families to us. And so we're working with kiddos that are in the most need, and we collect their top three wishes. And then we work with individuals in the community. Um, we're at the malls at Flatiron Crossing and Orchard Town Center that have giving trees. And so donors can come out, choose an actual child, and sponsor them for the holidays so that these kiddos are actually getting something that they asked for for the holidays. And then the neat part is, is that we also include wrapping paper, and we leave the gifts unwrapped so mom and dad are able to still hold those traditions. They're able to wrap the gifts themselves and really feel empowered um, during such this uncertain time. Oh, I love that you do it that way. Uh, is there an online component? Can somebody sponsor a child by going online? Yes, yeah. So if COVID has taught us anything, it's taught us to be very um, pivotal and make sure that we move virtually. So if you go onto our website, apreciouschild.org, you're able to see a ton of different virtual options. You can either jump on our Amazon wish list and get a gift and um, donate a toy that way, or you can actually sponsor a specific child. Um, you click the Sponsor a Child button, and it takes you to a list of children that you can scroll through and actually click on, and then um, you're able to get their gifts for them. I love that. So you can sponsor a child right from home. You don't have to go out. I know a lot of people are not wanting to go out and go shopping right now, so you can do it from your house. Yep, exactly. We keep Amazon very busy, which is great. <laughs> I love coming into the office and seeing like three Amazon trucks pulled up. It's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be really exciting. Well, let's talk about the needs. You know, as you talked about in the very beginning, a precious child really takes care of so many different physical needs for children. What kind of changes have you seen and maybe need changes since the whole COVID-19 quarantine has happened? Yeah, so as soon as COVID hit early March, we quickly pivoted our services to ensure that we were meeting the need um, of the community at the time. And so at, at the very beginning, we were helping get disinfectant spray, diapers, wipes, when those are really hard to come by, and hygiene items to families in need um, that truly needed these items. And so now we've been really able to kind of go back to our normal services in providing clothing and basic essentials. But what we've seen a need in is not only the number of individuals we've been helping, um, because a lot of people have been affected by this pandemic and have lost their jobs, and we've been able to help support them in that way. But we've also been seeing a huge need in just the support system, having someone to talk to. Um, we have case managers on staff, and they have been. We've seen a huge increase 
of families just needing to talk, to have someone to bounce ideas off of, and just be there to hear them out and offer support. And what has it been like? Because explain to folks where the big warehouse is and how families can come up there and go shopping. And what has that been like during all this? Yeah, so we have a resource center located up in Broomfield, and families are able to come in and shop free of charge for all the items that they need. Um, The store is packed. It's set up like a store, so families come in and get a shopping cart and um, can get clothing, coats, shoes, household items. Um, But there's been several different changes uh, through the pandemic. At the very beginning, we were just doing drive-through, providing goods that way. Then we moved to an outdoor store. And now we're um, just really limiting the amount of people that are able to come into the store. So um, we are schedule all of our appointments, and we allow four individuals to come shop each hour so that they're able to, again, still pick out the clothing and the items that they need for their families and also check in with our case management team to see if there's any other needs that they may have. So we've done a lot of referrals for mental health support, for food banks, um, and all the other different amazing resources that are out there in the community. So if somebody's listening right now and they feel like they could really benefit from a precious child, they're needing some help themselves, where do they start? What does that look like? So they can reach out to contact us at apreciouschild.org, and then we're able to kind of filter through and see what their needs are, and then we'll connect them to services and then get them connected to our programming and make sure that they're able to benefit from the services that we provide. And that's apreciouschild.org. Let's talk about the Parade of Lights and your involvement this year with Cozy 101.1. What are you guys going to be doing? Oh, we're so excited, and we're just so excited that people are getting so creative and still, I mean, the Parade of Lights is such an institution and such a cool thing that people look forward to, and I'm so excited that they've been able to pivot and do this really cool, um, different version of Parade of Lights this year. And so A Precious Child is really pumped to have kind of an interactive little setup where we'll have um, some of our kiddos talking about their situations and also singing carols, but it'll all be done virtually so that, again, we're trying to minimize the amount of contact our families have. Um, But it'll also be stations where people can learn more about who a precious child is and, most importantly, how they can get involved. Because the more people who know about a precious child and who can give to a precious child, the more children that we can help. And right now, there's so much need out there. The more people that can help support us, the better. Well, that's what I was going to ask you was about that need, because so many different charities that I've been talking with over the past several months have talked about their need going up and the donations going down. What have you guys seen at A Precious Child? We've um, definitely seen the need just go through the roof. Um, Like I mentioned, it's families that we've been helping year-round anyways, and now we've seen a lot of new families and even some families that... Um, some individuals that we worked with with different agency partners, they find themselves in need right now, too. So it's people who um, may not necessarily be used to asking for help are now asking for help. And so um, a huge thing with what we do is really make sure that all the services we provide are done in a dignified manner so that everyone who receives services from a precious child feels empowered and they feel that they are truly getting that step up, step up that they need so that they can truly thrive. Um, but yeah, the need is huge. And the cool thing is is that the community has really rallied around us and rallied together, um, but we still need more donations, more volunteer time, um, and more dollars because we're able to stretch those dollars to help support more children in need. And so it's really just getting our name out there so that more people in the community know who we are and what we're doing so that they can offer their support. Well, in a precious child, how long have you guys been around now? We just celebrated our 12-year anniversary um, last week. That is exciting. And explain the story about how Karina started everything. 
Yeah, so Karina Martin, our CEO and founder, uh, 12 years ago, she started a precious child in her garage, and she served just over 50 kiddos that very first year. She met with community members, um, the police chief at the time, the mayor at the time, to really see what the need was in the community and to have their support so that when she was there to create a precious child, she was really filling a void. And so as we continue to grow, we served 50 kiddos that first year. This past year, we served more than 57,000 children in need in our eight-county service area. And it's all been due to the huge amount of community support that we've been able to receive. Like I mentioned earlier, it's really easy with what we do, the fact that the more people who can give to us, it's the more children that we're able to serve. Right, and that's such a huge point. And it's not just kids that you serve, though, and I think that's something important to point out. You really help take care of the whole family. Yeah, because if mom and dad aren't doing well, the kiddos aren't doing well either. And so really making sure that mom and dad are provided resources when they come to our resource center, whether that's getting them an outfit for their next job interview. Um, Our case managers are fantastic with creating empower plans to help create SMART goals and really help families achieve those goals. So if, you know, they are wanting to get a job, really creating um, those concrete steps. So it's writing a resume, reaching out to employers, and really helping them walk through that process so they can get on that path to self-sufficiency so that the whole family can thrive. It's incredible how a precious child has evolved over the years. It really has. I've been lucky enough to work here for the past 10 years, and I was there when our first family walked through the doors to shop in our resource center, and now to be able to see how many families were able to help every single day. We were just excited when one family came a week, and Mm -hmm. now we see about 40 families a day. So it's just really amazing to see the impact that we've been able to have in such a short amount of time. It really is. Well, share with us, if you can, maybe one or two of the stories that have touched you over the years. So um, one that always comes to mind um, is one of our very first families that we served. And she was a foster care mom, and um, she her heart is so big. And she was fostering these kiddos, and she had one, and it was an infant. And then two weeks later, she got the call for the sibling of that child. And so without hesitating, she immediately said yes. She wanted to keep the kiddos together. and But obviously, the need for those infants just kind of overwhelmed her. So she was able to come to a precious child and get not only diapers and wipes, but clothing and also additional support during that time when, you know, your world is kind of flipped on the coin at that point. Um, And so just having that additional support system. And I'm so lucky to say that she's still involved with a precious child. She's on the other side now where she is volunteering with us. And her and her whole family, she actually ended up adopting those foster care kiddos. And so she has four amazing kids that um, come and volunteer with her when she comes to help us during our holiday program. We just love their family so much. That's got to be such a great feeling to see it kind of come full circle like that. And I've heard I've heard that happens a lot with your organization. Yeah, and that's what we try to do. We, we want to put ourselves out of work. You know, we want to make sure that we're providing these services to our families so they get on the path to self-sufficiency and they don't need us anymore. We want them to come out on that other side so that they're able to contribute to the community, whether that's, you know, volunteering or, you know, getting a job. We want them to be able to thrive um, at the end. And I love how you always say you do everything that you do in such a dignified manner. Yeah, I mean, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that we could very well be on the other side of requesting help and services. And so I always, we always try to think, like, how would I want to be treated? How would Mm -hmm. I want my child to be treated if I had to ask for help? And so keeping that at top of mind at everything we do. So even the little things like not wrapping the Christmas gifts and providing that wrapping paper to the parents because, 
you know, if their tradition is always wrapping Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve, we want them to keep that tradition. Right. Um, and we want to empower them in that way. And what do you hear back from the families that you have been serving this past year, especially during COVID? We just put out um, our survey, our annual survey, and we've, um, it's just, we were all tearing up at our last staff meeting because we were reading some of the um, survey quotes that came out of it. And it's just the families have been so incredibly appreciative of, again, not only the goods and the services, but just the fact that we're here, that we are a listening ear, that we're saying, how else can we help you? And being more than just another organization, we're truly, we treat everyone like family, and we really want to make sure that our families feel supported when they come into a precious child and then when they receive our services. And so it's more than just, you know, a backpack. It's more than a coat. It's more than a gift. It's truly giving these families hope and just really encouraging them that they can get through this and that they will get through this. And I think that is huge to hear. It is giving that bit of hope and letting them know, hey, here's a helping hand. And then, you know, they turn around and give back to you all. Yeah, exactly. And it's been, that's always the most encouraging and fun part when we see families either volunteer with us or they come and drop off donations before they come in to shop again because they don't need those clothing anymore. And so they would love to give back to us and then they're able um, to get more things for their family. So it's just a great way that they're able to give back. Well, I know that you need monetary donations. I know you can sponsor a child. Uh, but what about clothing and things like that? So we are um, open to accept donations, and so we're just really encouraging um, people who want to donate to really donate high-quality clothing so that we're able to just sort the clothing and know that it's good quality and put it out onto our store floor. Because like you mentioned earlier, putting everything in a dignified manner Mm -hmm. includes only putting the best of the best out onto our store floor. So nothing with rips or stains or broken zippers. We want to make sure that when families are shopping that they feel that it's good quality stuff that they're excited to put onto their children. And so right now we are asking when donors drop off that they unload their cars themselves, really minimizing the amount of um, contact between donors and staff and volunteers. And so um, you just pull up to the back and you drop your donations off. We have clothing and non-clothing bins, make it as easy as possible. And you can drop that off and grab a tax receipt and you're good to go. All right. And what is the location for that? And for folks who want more information, where should they go? So go to apreciouschild.org, and you can see all the ways that you can help. There's a pop-up right now that will take you directly to our Precious Gift holiday giving page, so you can see how you can um, either sponsor a child, jump on Amazon wish list, or donate monetarily. And then our address um, is on the website as well. But we're located in Broomfield right off of um, 120th and Main Street. All right. Courtney Whitberg with A Precious Child, thank you so much for everything that you're doing, and thanks for being here this morning. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thanks for joining me on this Sunday morning. And for more information, you can just always go to the station's website.